All right. The next one, sugar cookies or a candy cane? Oh, sugar cookies, sugar cookies. Candy canes are good, but I, I think it's kind of a, um, like a candy cane to me, it's just a lot of effort. You got to unwrap it. You got to get that plastic thing off. And sometimes the plastic doesn't want to come off. And then you got to, you got to lick the thing for a long time. I don't hate candy. I'm not anti-candy cane, but if it's like, if there's two things sitting there, fresh sugar cookies and a candy cane, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love. And that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. So Chad, what's the word? Our word is advent, as in arrival, to anticipate, to wait, to hope that something shows up. And for us, we are going to spend the next few weeks examining advent and talking about the various themes. The theme for this week is hope. Yes, and we are hopeful week after week that you, our listeners, will continue to listen and tell all your friends. Maybe even head over to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. I hope you do not try to give us anything less than a five-star review. Chad, now you've been working on a new project. Tell us more about Throughline Cohort and what and all that is about. For the last few years, I've been sitting down with pastors individually, one-on-one, working through the various elements of preaching and teaching. And as I thought about it, I thought I could get a group of guys together and do this to help them to sharpen up their skills. We've been in this world where we have really focused on having celebrities on stages, and there's nothing wrong with having big events. But for me, I think the bigger win for the church is for us to have competency on every stage. So if we can work toward that, that's always beneficial. It's always helpful, whether you're in a room with 5,000 people or 37 middle schoolers. It is great to be able to effectively and efficiently communicate. So if you are interested as a pastor, youth pastor, Bible teacher of any kind, I would love for you to consider being part of Throughline Cohorts. Lydia, in your life right now there's something going on you're kind of gallivanting out and about doing some extra podcasting tell me about what's taking place on the outskirts of the hold on podcast enterprise what are you doing well i mean a little less spiritual than your super fun project um i started a new seasonal podcast called there's no place like hallmark for the holidays and i uh rate and review Hallmark Christmas films. So if that's your thing, or maybe it's not, and you just want to hear random stories about my life. I have had um, some friends come on that are really great. Um, A mom has come on and embarrassed me about talking about a puffy coat that I wore in high school. So yeah, go tell your friends, go listen. Absolutely random. And I love it. It's a lot of fun. On top of that, Lydia, there is something coming up for our listeners. I don't want them to miss out on. We're working on the guest list now. We're working on who's going to be part of it. Our second annual Serpentine Christmas Draft, where we talk about various aspects and elements of Christmas, and we put together our team of uh, Christmas variety. I cannot wait. Last year, we, we focused in on songs. This year, our theme is Christmas as a whole and the various categories are going to be amazing. I cannot wait for us to do this Christmas draft. It is going to be a blast. I mean, just Christmas in general, 
I love it. It's my favorite time of year. So what better way to celebrate the holiday than to get all of our friends together and pick random Christmas and talk about it and fight about it and then all be friends at the end. Can't imagine a better Christmas gift to the world. Nothing like a good Christmas war. (laughs) Week one of Advent. You're a big Advent fan. Tell the people why. Um, I just love, I mean, the purpose of Advent to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, Jesus is the reason for the season and what better way than to remember the whole reason why we celebrate this time through Advent. And so I have, I've got a Advent devotional that I'm really excited about from the Daily Grace Co. And um, me and my mom are going to do it together. And I actually have a couple of friends that have also purchased it. So we're going to check in with each other and encourage each other. Um, I bought a book by Scott James, The Expectant One. My kids are going to do that one. And we're supposed to have Scott in a few weeks on the podcast. So that's really exciting. Spoiler. And And I, I just love the anticipation of talking about the whole reason why Christ is here, but I also love a good calendar advent, um, that features an item of the day, chocolates, coffee. I mean, they have so many random advent calendars out there. Do you guys do advent calendars at your house, Chad? We have in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm not always great at them. You end up having this weird shuffle of let's knock out 11 days at once. I feel like a bad person or my children jump ahead and it's Christmas on the first day of November. So (laughs) I am pro Advent. I love the season. You know, I grew up in a church that was low church and you know what I mean by low church. It's congregational led. We did not do Advent. That was something for the Catholics, that was something Mm. for people in the Gulf. The first time that I experienced Advent in a worship gathering, I thought to myself, what is taking place? Have I joined a cult? Am I part (laughs) of a cult right now? Do I need to get a tattoo? Is there a handshake? Are they about to shut down the windows? All it meant was they were lighting some candles and discussing some different stuff. But we're going to get a family on stage and let them awkwardly read the Bible. Yes. It's neat. I I think it's great. It is one of the things that I appreciate a lot at Christmas. Now, Mm -hmm. this uh, anticipation as we move towards Christ coming. I have a game for us to play. Oh, we always name for the game. Yeah, we always ask our guests um, to come on and we always make them give um, a rating of, you know, five stars or less. And um, on my um, Hallmark podcast, I ask them to rate each film five golden rings or less. Ooh, uh, nice. Five golden rings being the best and grandma got ran over by a reindeer as being like zero or the worst. So in the heart of Christmas, we're going to play five golden rings or less. And I want you to give these advent calendar like actual real life advent calendars a rating would you purchase them give us your your gut reaction as i read these off to you now okay my heart is prepared for this i am anxiously anticipating this adventure see what i did (laughs) working it together adventure advent 
Let's mm, go. Love it. Okay. First, Uncommon Goods has a holiday scratch-off advent calendar playlist. It is $25. So each day you will scratch off a number to reveal a QR code. Then you scan the code and your phone will download a carol sung by an emerging artist. $25. Are you buying what this? Does, what do you mean by emerging? Everyone's I, technically emerging. Is this Taylor Swift? She's not descending. <laughs> I don't think it's Taylor. I don't think it's like Mariah Carey or Nat King Cole. I think it's people maybe that are yet to be discovered. Zero stars. <laughs> Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I would pay you not to ever cause me to have to interact with that. That sounds hellacious. Aww. One of the base words for hellacious is hell. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm more inclined to create my own playlist on spotify you know what i'm saying like i don't need to pay 25 dollars. i just want to go and find some tunes i could i can find emerging artists on spotify i don't need i don't want to find emerging artists we don't need i need the people who've been singing the hits bing crosby <laughs> nat king cole yes no zero zero grandma all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right next one is woofers Advent cookie calendar, $59.95. And this is what you get. A boutique illustrated box, 24 delicious cookies, and the sweetest way to include your dog in the holiday traditions. Yes, I said it. It is a dog advent calendar for you 60 know, bucks. <laughs> at my house right now, everyone understands that it's Christmas, except the dog. He is oh, spoiled no. rotten every day. Zero. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Zero rings. No. <laughs> so you're not getting your pets uh, an advent calendar. No, Lydia. I don't want to get my children Christmas stuff. Let's be honest. I purchased I my, my cat. <laughs> Let's be honest. I purchased my cat an advent calendar last year from Aldi. It was very, it was not $60. I don't think it was even 10. It was probably like, you know, two bucks over at Aldi and she did not like it. And I said, thank God I didn't spend $60 on an advent calendar that she doesn't like. So what if your dog doesn't like the special boutique cookies? You know, these Yikes. weekly one Gus would eat anything, but he would eat. <laughs> I could honestly put the biscuits that I'm already buying him in a box and let him get. If I really want to go to the work of anything, I do not like them hard <laughs> enough. All right. Next one Bon Mammon. 2021 limited edition advent calendar with 24 mini fruit spreads and honey. $66. This year's calendar features 24 unique flavors, including exclusive holiday flavors. It is jams. It is jellies. It is honeys. 24 days of delight. $66. I would give this three and a half rings if it was around $45. The $66 okay. pushes that down to around two rings. That's a lot you. of money for something that I don't think is going to be taste that great. I bought this last month and it was like $30, $35. Mm -hmm. And I am very excited about this advent calendar because I am an 80-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Fruit spreads and honey. Sign but you bought up. it for $30. For $30, I think it's even better. But for yes. 
$66. Isn't that insane? So crazy. $66. My friend Kevin, when he got married, he gave me a uh, sauce of the month club membership. However, he realized how expensive it was. So he just gave me a basket of 12 different sauces and it worked just as well. There you go. There you go. I really wish he would have just brought me a random sauce every month. That would have been cool, but it was in a basket. Well, here's, here's the next one. World Market has a 12 days of hot sauce advent calendar for $24.99. This fiery assortment of hot sauces invites you to bring some heat into the winter holidays. 12 different peppery bottles to count down to Christmas. This foodie advent calendar is sure to delight the hot sauce fan on your gift list. What you doing? I'm going to give that a, a four stars. I, I think that is a great gift for the person in your life who thinks, you know what's bland? Turkey. <laughs> Maybe you can give it to him in November. <laughs> I'm going to sauce. You don't eat turkey at, at Christmas too? No, that's a, that's a ham. That's a ham holiday. Christmas ham. I don't love either of those if I'm being completely transparent with you. I prefer turkey over ham. I do think yeah. it's a push of big poultry, but <laughs> I don't know why we always eat turkey. I do think spicing it up is great. I like the people in the world who deep fry the turkey, but if you're just eating a yes. plain old turkey, just pl turkey is, is a way to transfer dressing into your life. And I think you can eat turkey either one. Turkey is a, a bird for both holidays because for whatever reason, everyone is evidently basic. <laughs> Four all right stars. next one <laughs> hot wheels 2021 advent calendar with 24 surprises for 18.99 the hot wheels advent calendar holds 24 days of surprises to get your favorite hot wheels fan geared up for the holiday season i love that i think that's great i don't know the going cost of a hot wheel but i think you're getting a good deal there you're getting uh, you know a car a day for 18.99 Good deal. Let's give that four and a half rings. Let me tell you, my boys did this one last year. You don't get a car a day. You get accoutrements to the car. Sometimes you get a, a little like plastic Santa or you get like a snow shovel that attaches to the car. So you're, you're not getting cars every day. You might get like eight to 10 cars, but I still think it's a great deal. It's not like $66 for a bunch of little toy cars, you know? Or so. $66 for your dog to have a biscuit or whatever <laughs> we were trying to pay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Next one. Plant Advent Calendar. Now, I don't know the conversions of these. this one because it is uh, pounds. It's 174 pounds in uh, Europe in the UK. It's yes. from Selfridges. The world's first plant advent calendar, Christmas succulents, potted Christmas cacti, fairy lights, and more gifts only available in the UK. Well, I have Googled this, and the math for that is around $234. Oh, my God. I do not believe that that should ever be spent on a plant. You know what I've got outside? Grass. You know what grass is? It's a plant. I don't need your $234 British <laughs> plant 
collection. You know what I need from you, Britain? I need fish and I need chips. And that's about it. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give that a zero rings. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I, I'm right. in a foul mood today. <laughs> All right. Here's the last one. Food Springs Fitness Advent Calendar. Zero. Again, let me go ahead and let you know. In the UK, it is £54.99. I need you to do the conversion as I read the description on this. This is from Food Spring. Health snacks from protein snacks to shakes, as well as a skipping rope and Food Spring beanie. There are two versions of this, regular or vegan. £54.99. That is 74 American dollars. I'm going Ooh. to give that zero rings and if you order me the vegan version of it what's less what is worse than grandma getting run over by less. <laughs> they take two turtle doves away from you <laughs> it's that hippopotamus song <laughs> yes yes so there you go all of the random advent count there's even more crazy calendars out there so people just be glad you're not paying over $200 for some plants. In all seriousness, we do love the idea of Advent. We, we look into the book of Jeremiah yet again, one of the prophecies that tell us about the forthcoming king, the, the hope of the world that is coming in Jesus. And in Jeremiah chapter 33, it says this, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will fulfill the good promise that I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah in those days. And at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to sprout up for David and he will administer justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is what she will be named. The Lord is our righteousness. As we are entering into this season of Advent that starts on Sunday. Am I correct, Lydia? That is the very yep. first day of Advent. Here we go. I want you to wrestle this week with what it means for Jesus to be your hope, to prepare for what's going to take place as you gather together with your family of faith this Sunday, whether you are doing so in person or you, for whatever reason, are watching online. Uh, know that the hope of the world is found in what God has provided for us in the person of Jesus, the righteous branch that God has given. This week, we have our friend Daniel Darling on with us. I cannot wait for you to learn a little bit about him. All right, let's listen in. Hey, friends, we are here today with Dan Darling. Uh, Dan, who is currently at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. But Dan, here on the Hold On Podcast, rather than me give a lengthy explanation as to who you are, I want you to introduce yourself. However, I'm going to give you a word that you have to use in your introduction. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Your word since this is one of our Advent Christmas episodes, is the word spruce. 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 Mm -hmm. The huh. verb spruce. And I have to introduce, introduce myself using that word. you got to work the word in. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been married for 19 years to Angela, who's from Texas, by the way. 
we got four amazing kids, um, two preteens and two teens, three, three girls and a boy. So that's a really full fun house here. Um, man, I've been a pastor and I've worked in with words basically my whole life. So, you know, I've been a writer and editor. I was a pastor for about six years. I've been a pastor for a long time, you know, senior pastor for about six years. Um, I worked at the ERLC for about six and a half years. When we moved here to, to um, Nashville, I worked for Russell Moore uh, at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Then I worked for NRB, as everybody is aware of, <laughs> for about a year and a half. And then now I'm uh, a um, director of the Land Center at um, Southwestern Seminary. And I'm going to be teaching in the college there, Texas Baptist College. I'm a writer and editor. I mean, more writer than editor. I've been writing books and articles for a long time. And um, my, maybe the, the, I might be most known for uh, the character series of books. So characters of Christmas, characters of Easter. I have one coming out next year, the characters of creation in which I try to spruce up our knowledge of um, Bible characters. Did I do I Okay. That was incredible. You know, my wife, um, Hope Poe, she ordered uh, your characters of Christmas for she and some some of her friends here at our church, and they love it. It was really great. Thank you for that resource. Awesome. Well, and I waited to use Spruce to the very end to keep you in suspense. That was that was the that was the goal. How, well, I, you achieved the goal of making me wait and using the word. So what a victory! <laughs> Hey, Lydia and I have a few games that we love to play with everyone just to get you get you loose, get you warmed up. Uh, and the first one is always called This or That. So, Lydia, take us in. All right. So, This or That, which, which one are you going to choose, Marvel or DC Comics? Man, that's a great question. I'm more of a Marvel person, mainly because, you know, I just think that, I don't know, the movies are better, the characters are better. And um, my kids are really into Marvel. So I actually was not into like the superhero genre, like until like with my kids now, I'm like, okay, I watch them all and everything. So, um, yeah, so I'm more of a Marvel person, but Who's I don't your hate favorite DC. character. Who's your favorite character in the Marvel cinematic universe, man? Um, man, it's hard to say, honestly, I kind of like Captain America, but, um, you know, it's, it's, but I really like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, 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 I think Captain America, but I'm not sure. All right. I don't know if that's a, I don't even know if that's a good answer to be honest with you. That's great that I love it. Okay. Here's a question for you. And it's really important, especially with your uh, love for the city of Chicago. I love black Panther though. Oh, I that's like the other that. thing. Black Panther's like, I love that movie. And I just like that character. So, you know, and Thor, when he's not like, out of shape and drunk, you know, that's true. Yes. I, what, you know, when I watched the episode of Thor, when he got a little big, I thought I have finally seen someone on screen that represents me. Right. And I can identify with it. <laughs> I kind of passes prime overweight. Yeah. Superhero. I'm like, that's okay, me. I can do this. <laughs> okay. You are a Chicagoan or you have Chicago ties, correct? Yes. Born and raised in Chicago area. Okay. So, Pizza or burger? Pizza or burger? Man, like I have to make a choice. Yes. Man, 
That's a hard choice because I love a burger. I love a good burger. And Nashville, Lydia, you can attest to this. Yes. Nashville is a burger town. Yeah. The the quality of burger in this town is 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 next level and they it keeps getting better. Like I could give you a list of about a dozen places that are just amazing for a burger. So, man, I love a good burger. But man, it's hard like it's hard to do better than Lou Malnati's or Giordano's stuffed pizza, which is just mm. iconic, right? Oh my so gosh. it's a close race. It's very close, but I'm going to say slight advantage to pizza. You're a deep dish man. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Deep dish guy. Yeah. Nashville pizza, which, what are you going with? Is there a particular yeah. brand of pizza you like over here? So when I moved to Nashville, I thought it would be a, a pizza desert. I was really nervous about that coming from Chicago. And actually it's not, there's some great pizza here. Um, I would say DeSano's downtown is really yep. good. Fresh pizza. Um, you can't get really, well, I take that back. There's another place called 312 Pizza downtown. That is two guys from Chicago, hence the 312 area code, who started a deep dish pizza place here. And it's legit. It's really good. Um, so those two are really good here. Those two I highly recommend. I don't recommend the Geno's East here. Geno's East is good. It's a good Chicago place. But the people they hired here, the people they hired here to do it, we went there with our family and it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was not up to snuff. I don't know what they were doing. Ooh. So there goes our takes over here. You can cut that out <laughs> if they're sponsors, but you know. they're not. So when you begin to mention pizza, I always think of this place in Chattanooga called Loopy's. And every employee looks like Shaggy Do, and it's the best pizza on earth. It's my favorite pizza. I also love a good deep dish pizza, though. So, okay, hot chocolate or eggnog? Hot chocolate or eggnog? Hot chocolate or eggnog? Man, I love eggnog. Uh, I don't hate hot chocolate, though, but I, I love eggnog. I actually think eggnog is underrated. I like, like, it's so good. Like, I don't know why people don't like it. It's, it's sweet. It's like, it's so good. People hate nice things, Dan. Have you met? <laughs> they do. They do hate nice things. Y'all are eggnog snobs though, right? Do, do you have a particular brand that you prefer, Dan? Not really. Um, you should carry on. I almost like, and, and you know, like some in our family have like, uh, milk like lactose things so sometimes we'll get like the, the almond version of it Ooh. or the coconut milk the coconut milk version and i will tell you it's good you don't, you don't lose a thing by going almond or coconut with your eggnog you just don't i'm just I've here to tell everyone that, it's okay that silk makes a delicious one as well it does yeah i love it i love eggnog however i don't like the eggnog latte at starbucks for some reason i don't know now sometimes you know i drink my coffee black unless I'm getting a latte or something at Starbucks, but at home and whatever, I drink it black. Occasionally though, on Christmas, I will throw a little eggnog in there. It's pretty good. I have them top off my nitro cold brew at Starbucks with eggnog until they quit Ooh. having it. They are not doing anything with eggnog this year. We had a showdown at the local Starbucks the other day over this. Wow. Is this a supply chain thing? Like it's stuck in the port in Los Angeles. Or I something? mean, where there are chickens everywhere. We have eggs. Eggs That's are true. available. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
All right. The next one, sugar cookies or a candy cane? Oh, sugar cookies, sugar cookies. Candy canes are good, but I, I think it's kind of a, um, like a candy cane to me, it's just a lot of effort. You got to unwrap it. You got to get that plastic thing off. And sometimes the plastic doesn't want to come off. And then you got to, you got to lick the thing for a long time. I don't hate candy. I'm not anti-candy cane, but if it's like, if there's two things sitting there, fresh sugar cookies and a candy cane, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? The, yes. Well, you know, candy canes remind me of the old deacons in my Baptist church growing up. They would hand you those stale peppermints. All candy <laughs> yeah. cane is, is a, is yeah. a hook shaped peppermint. And I don't have any yes. time for that. And I you, like peppermint stuff and I like peppermints, sure. like the little starlight mints, but yeah, just a candy cane is a lot of work for, for like for, for not much reward. Whereas like a sugar cookie is just right there for you, you know? Now, Lydia has asked this question and she wants to make sure we're clear as far as Texas staples go. Are you a Whataburger or a Bucky's person? I like both. I'm, I'm totally saying both. I love Whataburger. And it's funny, they're putting Whataburgers in Nashville right as we're about to leave. But then we're going to Texas, which is like the land of Whataburger. And Bucky's is, a, is an experience. Like, uh, yes. if you've not been to a Bucky's, it's it's just, it's awesome. Like, and I, I it's funny, I like road trips. And I like truck stops and I like very, like, I try to look for a good truck. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying? A good truck stop. Like, is it a pilot or is it a um, flying J? Okay. That's good. Versus like run down one with, you know, the bathrooms are going to be terrible, but then you, a Bucky's is like, almost like you went to heaven. You know, it's like, you know, it's just mm -hmm. like amazing. It, it's hard to describe. It's like, it's like, if, if it's like if a, a Walmart and a deli and a truck stop, you know, combined basically. You know, Dan, here in Lake Jackson, where I live, we are the hometown of Bucky's. Bucky's number one is a mile from my house. Bucky's number two is a mile from my house, and so on and so forth. So you have you are speaking to my people when you say this, and you are welcome to be come see us at Grace Bible and speak of the goodness of Bucky's when you visit. <laughs> Yes. I mean, and you can go and they get a sandwich, you can get <laughs> all kinds of stuff like that. You didn't even know you needed, <laughs> you know, speaking of sandwiches, there is a Chicago style sandwich. I had never had it until I went to a Cubs game a couple of years ago. And it may have changed my life. I had a Chicago style Italian beef sandwich. Are you familiar with this? Oh, Italian beef sandwich? Yes. My goodness. That's the one thing you can't get in Nashville. Nashville does not have that. And it's it's been a hard eight years without it. Um, so whenever I'm back home, I go to a place called Portillo's. Yes. And it if you've not had an Italian beef sandwich at Portillo's, listen, everybody listening, you need to go out and get one. Portillo's should 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 sponsor this show, honestly. Um, they are expanding though, and I hear they are putting one in the Dallas Fort Worth area right around the same time we moved there. So I'm just saying uh, God loves me and has a wonderful plan for my life. <laughs> <laughs> that sandwich was pretty game changing. I'd never eat. It was so good. It was so yeah. good. Lydia, have you ever had one of these? No, I have not. <laughs> okay. 
Well, just take mine and Dan's word for it. Dan's had many. Oh, wow. I've, I've had one that I can't get out of my mind. Dan, <laughs> we're going to ask you about some of your favorite things. These are also Christmas themed. Okay. These are a few of my favorite things. Okay. Okay. First thing, secular Christmas song. Secular Christmas song. Um, I, that's a hard one because basically I love the whole Brooks and Dunn album, sec, the Christmas album. How can you not? Um, I'm actually looking at my, my playlist right now. Um, I love Tender Tennessee Christmas. Amy Grant and everyone yes. else who sings it. Um, I'm looking at Brooks and Dunn at their Christmas album right now. Stay tuned. Um, and then I also, you know, the Mariah Carey album, right? Um, Classic. Let me see here. Let me see. Brooks and Dunn Christmas. I'm, I'm looking it up here. This is great radio, by the way. Um, <laughs> it won't be Christmas without you, Brooks and Dunn. Okay. Oh, oh, by the, oh. I forgot one of the greatest secular Christmas albums, Blue Christmas. How can you not love Elvis singing Blue Christmas? I mean, it's iconic, right? Yes. So rocking around the Christmas tree is awesome. Uh, Mariah Carey's, you know, uh, her whole album. So yeah, those are my, I, I, dude, I love Christmas. I'm like all about Christmas. I, I start playing it November 1st. I, I love, you got two months of just all the feels basically. Well, well, well you are in the right place. Okay. You know, you just mentioned a bunch of Christmas songs off of albums by Mariah Carey and Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas carol? Like the one you would sing if you had people, if you were going out with people to sing in people's front yards as far as you know, things like your favorite secular one or maybe even your favorite Christian-ish one. Okay, say that question again. Sure. What's your favorite Christmas carol? Like Deck the Halls, Jingle oh, Bells, that kind of like. Like Carol, Carol, like Christian one or just any of them like Christian one, you know, the thing about the, man, the thing about the Christian ones, about the hymns is that they're so rich theologically and just, um, the lyrics are amazing. Like hark the herald angels sing, um, even silent night, that lyric, Jesus Lord at thy birth, uh, hark the herald angels sing talking about, um, Second Adam from above, reinstate us in the love. I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, and there's some great new stuff being written. <clears throat> there's an album by an artist named Melanie Penn. She wrote a great album kind of going through some of the different characters in the Christmas story. Just amazing stuff. Michael Card's Christmas album from like 20 years ago is awesome. Yes, so that's a classic. Yes, yes. Um, I grew up yeah, listening I don't to know. Christian music and he's, I mean, he's a favorite. Yeah. And I, you know, there is nothing in the world like Christmas Eve service, you know, candle in your hand, the lights are dimmed and you're singing silent night. I've been doing that for yeah. like my whole life and I still get, you know, emotional. I, my favorite time of singing silent night was when, so I've been to Israel four times. Um, I remember distinctly my wife and I went one time and uh, with a group and it was at the church of the nativity. Uh-huh. And then you go down underneath the church of the nativity into this old grotto that they think could have been where Jesus was born. We don't know. 
but could have been a, close to the spot in this tiny little grotto. And we're all packed in there singing Silent Night. That was cool. I remember that. Anyways, I know that wasn't your question, but. Did you eat at that little answer. restaurant right, right beside the Church of the Nativity? There's this really fantastic little restaurant right there. And it's the only thing there. Yeah, like it's amazing Middle yes. Eastern food. Some of the best meals I've had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. It's just awesome. What's the worst Christmas song of all time? It's got to be um, Santa Baby, right? Or Baby It's Cold Outside. The, those are up there. Those are up there. Baby It's Cold Outside, kind of creepy. Let's just all admit. No, it's so. way creepy. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. There's that hippopotamus song. That's terrible, See, too. It is terrible, but it's not terrible. I don't know. I kind of like it. Are I you a hippopotamus, like truther? <laughs> I kind of like the hippopotamus one. I will say this, and I get canceled for it every year. I like the song, Mary, Did You Know? Because I don't think she knew everything. I'm just saying. No. There's a couple lines in that song that just get me. And I know like, you're not supposed to like that song if you're like a serious theologian but i just like it i'm sorry what do you think about christmas shoes it's kind of lame it is lame <laughs> okay okay just making sure we're on the same page yeah it's lame <laughs> we definitely don't want to be part of you getting canceled dan so let, <laughs> let's keep moving your favorite christmas movie oh man and like we have a thing at our house where we i was already talking to my son about this like when do we start watching the christmas movies because you got to watch there's about half a dozen you have to watch every year to kind of get them in. And so we, we have to like schedule it. Right. <clears throat> I think, I think my favorite one is um, it's a wonderful life. Mm. I just, it's iconic. And it's funny. A couple of years ago, we were watching it at Christmas and my kids were like, dad, oh, it's black and white. This is so lame. Why are we doing this? I'm like, we're watching it. Everyone's watching it. And then about halfway through, they're just like in it, you know, so I think, I think that one, but man, there's several you have to watch every year, right? Like that are required viewing. So. Yeah, we got a list going. I'm also trying to watch all of the uh, countdown to Christmas movies on Hallmark this year. There's about 122. Yeah. So they're just playing my, in the background. My wife watches those and yes. I got her a couple years ago, a subscription. It's called friendly TV. Yes, yes. Because we do the streaming stuff. And it's mm -hmm. got like, it's basically got every Hallmark channel plus a few others. And there's like a million yeah. Hallmark channels. There's Hallmark movies and mysteries. There's Hallmark Christmas. There's Hallmark just Hallmark. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny to me. But, Look. you know, my wife likes watching those and I'll watch them with her. And, you know, there's a place Look, for them. Let me say this. Lydia mentions her Hallmark Christmas movies. She started another podcast where she just talks about hard. hard. So don't, and it's a little offensive because it's taken, she does 91% of the work on this podcast and it's taken away from the product that we bring to the table. So your favorite. So my grandmother, I grew up with my grandmother and she would make divinity. Are you familiar with divinity? That white. Yes. Candy? Oh yes. The stuff that you, when you go to Cracker Barrel, and they have the like the long divinity bars. I always want to buy it every single time. But your grandmother made it homemade. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, bro. That's it, it was amazing. like diabetes in our kitchen every <laughs> right, single year. Right. 
Right. What's your favorite Christmas, your favorite homemade Christmas candy? Okay. Um, see, I don't know if we made a lot of candy gr- like growing up or even now. A lot of cookies are getting made. Um, man, I got to think about this. Um, man, it's hard to say. I like peanut your Christmas brittle. cookie. Is peanut brittle considered Christmassy? Yeah. I would think so. Well, I haven't yes. had it in forever. Um, Christmas cookies. I like the sugar cookies, the, all the kind of mm. varieties of them. I actually like, it's funny. I like, cause my, my kids will make cookies. My daughter's a great baker and they'll all make stuff. But then I, so when I was a kid, my dad is a plumber and he would get gifts from his client, you know, his clients or whatever customers. And you know, we, we didn't drink because we're Baptists, you know, so he would get non-alcoholic gifts. And one of those was that, you know, like the tin of cookies that you get mm-hmm. that has like the different sections, the butter. Cookies. Well, yes. the butter cookies. So I grew up every year getting one of those. And so now even every Christmas, I'm telling my wife, like, we have to get one of those. Otherwise, yes. it's not Christmas. They're so unique because they're not really super sweet. No, but you can just go to work on those. I could yes. go through a big a, this is confession. <laughs> I can I too. Like. I can go. And the, the cool thing about the, the, those cookies, there's two cool things. One, that pretzel looking one is the best one. Yes. Number one, I always go for that one. And then the, the second cool thing about it is there's another layer. How cool is it mm. when you were a kid and you ate the top layer and they're like, oh, wait, there's a whole nother layer of cookies underneath. There's it. more. I felt the same <laughs> way about those sampler candies, too. The chocolates, yes. you know, Whitman's. Yes. You go to level two. Whitman's. Yes. You got a level two. And here we are. Yeah. Continuing. Level two. Like it's a yeah. video game. <laughs> the worst about those sampler candies is you just don't know what's in there. And you like you in your mind, you're like, it's going to be caramel. It's going to be marshmallow. And it's like orange something. You know, it tastes like worse. NyQuil. Like they threw NyQuil yeah. in one of yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Next question. Christmas tree decoration. So ornaments or lights or tinsel or popcorn. What's your favorite tree decoration? We love ornaments in our house. Um, we never could get the lights right. I, I, it's like the lights are never right. They're half working, half not. It's always a frustration. But we love ornaments. And in fact, my wife, everywhere we go to different places we visit, which is a, just a really smart thing for her to do. I will always get a coffee mug because I love coffee mugs. She will always get an ornament, which is so cool. Cause then by the time we get to Christmas, you're, and you're putting up, and it's always a cool thing to decorate the tree. Like we, you know, we we're all involved and my wife's very particular. She doesn't want us to start on it until she's like ready for us to start on it to put the ornaments up. Um, but the ornaments, we get a new ornament everywhere we go, you know, and then it's cool. Cause you're putting them up on the tree and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. We went to Washington DC or we went here. Or we went there. It's so cool. And then you just, it's kind of like a, and then like, you know, you get the ornaments when your kids are born or like when you're first married and you have all the cool, there's a lot of memories in the ornaments. Like, Oh, we went here. We had this vacation. We did this. So that's kind of cool. True story. That's really funny. When I was at ERLC, uh, my fan, my kids made like these special ornaments. It's they look like cookies, but they were like fake cookies that had like the enamel glaze or whatever on them. 
and we gave them as gifts. Well, I gave them to all my colleagues. Well, I gave one to Dr. Moore and put on his desk and then I left and we went home. Well, he thought it was a real cookie. So he actually bit into it and I think he chipped a tooth. (laughs) So every year I'm like texting him and saying, just remember like, you know, don't bite into the ornaments, you know? So. <laughs> Dr. Moore oh, told no. a story on Philip Bethencourt when he was with us. And it's ridiculous about how Philip would get bags full of Whataburger when you were traveling through the airport. Did you ever experience this firsthand? True, true, true story. <laughs> true story. And he would bring them to us. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. True story. And I wasn't complaining if I was on the receiving end of it, you know? Okay. Outside of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Messiah, name above all names, who is your favorite Christmas character and why? Man, that's a great question. Um, you wrote a book on this. Yeah, and it's hard to pick my favorite. I'm partial, I think. Well, I'm partial, I think, to Joseph because just he's a model of, of ordinary faithfulness. I mean, you think of what he gave up reputationally, you know, he, here's a guy probably had his whole life. He's thinking ahead of him. You know, his wife's, his, his fiance is pregnant, not with his child. Um, He always at every step did the right thing. You know, there's a, the Bible talks, you know, like when we read it, we read it in a compressed way in our minds, but Mary finds out she's pregnant with the Holy ghost. And then it says about Joseph. And then when Joseph, something like when Joseph found out, like it just, it is funny. Cause I'm like, Luke, give us more information here. Like, what was that conversation? Like, you know, how many sleepless nights? Cause like the gap between when he found out and, and the angel came, we don't know. Could have been weeks, could have been months, sleepless nights. What do I do? But even before he knew this was from God, he, um, he, um, did the right thing by her. And he was, he was determined to do that. So. All right, Dan, we're going to shift gears. If you were Santa Claus and you were going to come down my chimney or any chimney, every chimney in the world, what kind of cookie would you want to be waiting for you? I'm going to give you three options. Gingerbread, shortbread, snickerdoodle um uh gingerbread shortbread or snickerdoodle i would probably say snickerdoodle there's nothing better than a warm snickerdoodle they're great cookies i mean the other two are great like if i came down it was gingerbread i wouldn't go back up i would stay there you know so (laughs) Yeah, do you think these are warm? Like Dan isn't getting there till midnight and these kids are hopefully going to bed around eight and nine o'clock. I don't know if they're going to be warm. See, I don't like them too mushy. So by then they'll be just at the right texture, but mm. still soft. And they're by the fireplace. So they're not going to get too like, you know. That's true. That's true. You, yeah. You All put right. them over. Yes. Do you watch it? Nothing. You warm them up in the fireplace. That's right. <laughs> Yes. All right. If you were gifted a reindeer, what would you do with it? You can't sell it. You can't give it away. What are you doing with this reindeer? If I was gifted what I couldn't sell it and I couldn't. What was the other thing I couldn't do? Can't, can't give, it, give away. it away. You can't give it away. 
Well, I would probably, I don't know. You know what you do is uh, you, you just like use it as a revenue stream that you, you have reindeer rides, right? That's you open genius. up, a, you do like what they do in all the Hallmark movies where you have like the little Christmas mythical, like Christmas, like town that everyone, like the evil developers always trying to shut down. Um, yes. And you give like, you have reindeer rides. The other alternative is you like feed your family with it, with reindeer meat, but I don't think reindeer meat's good. So we'd probably do the ride thing. This just went dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we just put down Dixon in the front yard. <laughs> Rain, reindeer steak probably doesn't taste good anyways. <laughs> do you have a reindeer that you identify with the most among, among all of the reindeers? Man, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't even know if I know all their names, to be honest with you. Well, I should. I mean, we've watched Santa Claus a million times. You could all, at least get all, all, all seven versions of it, you know. <laughs> hey, Dan, we um, we're focusing this month on Advent because we're in the season of Advent. You don't do that in mm-hmm. August. But we want you just to elaborate for us on why that's important and you can pick any of the four advent themes which why do these matter to you why 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 does hope matter for us as believers what feel free yeah i mean advent is so important and I, i i you know the thing about christmas the season you know christians sometimes we get like cranky not as much anymore but maybe when i was growing up like Oh, it's been commercialized and all that. And yes, it can be. But I I marvel at the fact that still in the 21st century, 2021, the world will essentially stop and at least acknowledge the birth of Christ. Like we're orga- we're organizing our whole world around it. We're organizing everything around it and uh our shopping season and and we're stopping, we're giving gifts and all that. And and I I think the the themes of Advent are so much what we need right now. Like that first Christmas did not come. It came into a world very much like ours in terms of despair and hopelessness and brokenness. And, um, and it came to a people that were, you know, oppressed and put upon. And uh, if you were in the first century, you know, or that, like, like you were not, you're the people of God, there was not much hope. I mean, you had this promise you clung to that a Messiah would come, but a lot of them are just like, man, this is never going to happen. Um, death and, and hardship all around you. And Christmas, basically, what I love about Christmas or love about this Advent season is like the, the theme of hope of the, uh, the Christmas story doesn't paper over the hardship of the world. It doesn't say... It, Christmas, the genuine story of Christmas, the genuine story of Advent is not saying, hey, everyone be happy and forget that you have hard, hard times. No, actually, it's Jesus entering into our hardship. Um, the, the, the story itself in Luke and Matthew, like you have struggle, you have people misunderstanding, you have uh, <clears throat> infanticide, you have uh, Herod killing baby boys. I mean, you have evil rulers. You have all the things that people today uh, lament. 
so it's not papering over our hardship. You know, the, uh, I think when people gather this, this year, there's going to be empty places around the table where a loved one once was, there's going to be people who've lost jobs. There's going to be broken relationships. There's going to be, and Christmas says that Jesus enters into that. And the hope part is that this baby um, came to renew and restore the world. This baby came to um, save us from our sins. This baby came to reconcile us to our creator. I mean, just read Mary's song and how she talks about the revolutionary nature of Christmas. Christmas is a revolution, really, in many ways. And so that's what I love about the season, you know, that it gives us an opportunity to press that into where people are. Uh, so it's not just about plastic smiles and being happy, there's a, but there's a lot of festive nature to it. And the festive nature to it, the gift giving and all this stuff is coming out of the fact that Jesus has entered into our world, God with us. And the fact that the King has come, you know, when the King comes, you celebrate, but it also incorporates our sadness. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's why I really think Christmas is a, it's a great time of year and it's a hopeful time of year. And for Christians, I think we, we are the ones who can press this into the world. We should be thankful that in the 21st century, we can still, the, the world is still celebrating Christmas, which is remarkable. Dan, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, this was fun. I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the conversation. Will you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, so my website is danieldarling.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, if you are so inclined to have all my hot takes and all my sports takes or whatever, uh, at Dan Darling. Um, you can get the Characters of Christmas book wherever books are sold, Lifeway, uh, Amazon, your local bookstore, or any of my other stuff. So that's where they can find me. We're going to have to have you back on again near baseball season to talk about those Chicago Cubs. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks so much to Dan for being with us. Lydia, will you let our friends know the best way for them to stay in touch with us? Yes, we are at Hold On Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Hold On Pod on Facebook. We also have our Facebook group. Uh, so come check us out there. Thanks so much to our friend Megan at Megan's Mickey Dream Vacations. If you are needing to interact with Orlando, Florida in any way connected to your holiday season, Megan is the best person to use. Make sure that you touch base with her. We will see you guys next week. Bye.